We uh, typically round from Wednesday to Wednesday, and I will tell you as I'm entering into Tuesday from last Wednesday into my uh, fifth or sixth day, almost every room I go in uh, at this point are folks that are in with flu uh, or COVID. And so uh, my point to uh, your listeners is that if you have if, if you have not vaccinated, you really should consider doing so. Preventing flu, preventing COVID is easier than treating it uh, because we have some folks that are really struggling. And, uh, you know, a lot of these folks are immunocompromised. Some of our patients are not immunocompromised and are taken down by this. And so I think it's really an important message this morning as we're hearing it over the airwaves in all sorts of media um, that I can tell you that we are living it. Um, and this is not a time to want to be in the hospital. And so uh, what we want to do is really be very proactive, recognize symptoms. Um, and as we head into the holidays, um, we certainly want to begin to think about uh, gathering and how we're going to do that right. Dr. Debbie Plate with us from Cleveland Clinic, Akron General. So let's talk about those symptoms. When we talk about COVID, we talk about the flu. And and folks, and I'll let Debbie expand here. The flu is dangerous. And sometimes we just knock that off. Oh, he got the flu or she got the flu. It's really dangerous. It takes so many lives during the course of the year. So this stuff here, when we're talking about treatment and symptoms and what to be aware of, it's really, really important. Debbie, why don't you take it from there? Yeah, sure. I mean, and we have talked certainly over the last few months of how common uh, between these two that we are seeing symptoms. And so it is hard to know, Ray, and we're doing a lot of testing in the emergency room uh, between COVID and flu to understand what it is that they have because there are some treatments available out there. So cough is very common uh, between flu and COVID. Fever certainly can be very common uh, between flu and COVID as well. Uh, certainly, uh, the flu tends to be very abrupt, whereas COVID can be somewhat gradual for most patients, although I've had a couple patients uh, that I spoke with yesterday on the outside of the hospital uh, that really came down pretty quickly uh, with symptoms and were COVID positive. So a lot of similarities, but fever and cough tend to really uh, be uh, what we are hearing about, sore throat, diarrhea, uh, fatigue, stuffy nose sneezing, uh, sometimes trouble breathing, anybody with asthma or COPD, which is our emphysema uh, that we may see with uh, smoking or exposure to smoke, can really be uh, made much worse with either one of these viruses. And I certainly shouldn't um, um, uh, not say anything about RSV. We know that it is out there. Uh, we do have a couple of adults that are in with RSV uh, as well, but COVID and flu right now are absolutely on the rise and the RSV tends to be trending uh, down versus the other two really um, escalating. And so it is alarming, uh, and it can take any of our folks down that are healthy um, or that are in any way slightly immunocompromised. Um, and so just really important. I think it's important to think about uh, if one chooses to vaccinate, even if you have never vaccinated for flu, remember, when you do that, you really protect family members. And so if you've got a mom, dad, grandmother, uh, grandparent um, that you know that you may be gathering with, I will tell you that if you consider the flu shot, you really end up protecting those around you in addition to yourself. And we've all heard that this uh, immunization takes a couple weeks to really settle in. And so uh, still very, very important uh, to be masking, distancing, all those things that we've heard about make a difference. 
Uh, remember, uh, Ray, every one of these patients we are gowning up uh, into uh, gowns, masks, gloves, uh, as we enter those rooms. So doing everything we can to attempt to make sure that we are not spreading through the hospital. Um, but this is impacting folks' schedule, travel, gatherings, surgeries, um, the whole bit. Really important that I would say to you, we are back to uh, masking if you are out and about and you are not immunized. Um, even if you are immunized, you ought to be thinking about back to what we've known over the last two years with masking. Dr. Debbie Play with us, Cleveland Clinic, Akron General. Debbie, there's a lot of over-the-counters, right? We get the flu, we start feeling a little bit weak, and we don't have to be specific with the exact medication. My question to you on this, though, is when is it time, because we talk about how dangerous this can be, when you say, okay, we've tried the over-the-counters, now let's, l- let me go see my doctor. This isn't good. Sure, sure. Um, and you're right, there are some remedies out there that we are all familiar with. Um, I think hydration is very, very important. Some of the folks that I've admitted have had diarrhea and vomiting uh, and therefore got dehydrated, could not keep up with it. Uh, cough. Uh, we've had patients come in that were coughing so hard they were passing out uh, with some of this, and that certainly got them uh, an admission. And um, you know, fevers that have been challenging to handle that contribute to dehydration. And I would say, Ray, probably one of the most prominent symptoms in our elderly population that we're seeing is profound weakness. You know, the inability to even stand or get up, get out of bed, get to the kitchen, uh, to be able to get some of the things that they need. Um, you know, families literally trying to have two folks take them to the uh, bathroom because they're unable to uh, to walk due to weakness. So those are the kinds of things that certainly uh, we are encouraging folks to seek help with uh, if, in fact, that's occurring. Again, unrelenting fevers, headaches. Um, not being able to keep anything down or in our system uh, can really shift electrolytes, and we certainly are seeing uh, some of those things as well. Um, finding that you haven't urinated, uh, certainly in multiple hours. Uh, if you find that, gee, all day I've not gone at all, that's a big concern that you could be fairly dry from one of these viruses. Debbie, let me ask you this. When we talk about fighting this flu and such, and we talked about the medications, but sometimes, obviously, a lot of us now have have grown, certainly in the last few years with COVID, to have the temperature at home. So you gauge your temperature and see where you are. Maybe a re-education on the temperature that we get. When are we hitting the dangerous time to hit the doctor if we take the temperature, whether it be for our children or for ourselves, guardians, grandparents? That's a great question, Ray. And I would say to you, any temperature in an adult is a big concern. Any temperature. Normal temperature is typically 98.6, right around 37, um, uh, if you're doing uh, metrics. But uh, anything above, I would say to you, 99, 100 in an adult must be something that we are watching very, very carefully. Certainly 101, 102 and higher uh, become bigger concerns, particularly in our elderly population, 65 years young and older, something that we really need to be very cautious with. And so talking to your provider by phone, um, and talking about your symptoms uh, and when they started, how long they've been there, uh, what that temperature curve is doing. We oftentimes will say if you're going to use an over-the-counter product to help with fever, measure your temperature first 
and then take the over-the-counter medication uh, so that we are able to continue to follow that fever curve. Um, and so, you know, sometimes we have folks come and say, hey, I know I had a fever, but I, it was not measured or it is not measured. Uh, if you can measure that temperature and give us that information, that's certainly very helpful. However, any fever in an adult or a child under five can be very concerning. So uh, absolutely talking to a care provider uh, as you're traveling through some of these symptoms. Debbie, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but when we talk about preventative measures and, you know, you'll talk about washing hands and such, but masking really works. And I know a lot of people are masked out, but we're talking about a high virus state right now. This masking really worked the last couple of years. Yeah, no, you're right, Ray. There's a lot of fatigue out there with regards to masking and distancing. And one of the reasons we're in the situation we're in right now is because we felt we could really lift uh, some of those things, uh, some of those measures that we've been using. However, you know, with us indoors gathering, uh, with weather changing, we know that we're seeing this huge wave that is impacting many uh, folks in the way of uh, their lives and health and hospitalizations. So masking and distancing absolutely makes a difference. If it's a matter of putting a mask on at the grocery store, drugstore, uh, any type of gathering, it is well worth your while to do so and avoid what I'm seeing uh, room to room with folks that are really struggling with uh, flu that really thought they had this, uh, thought that they were either protected or that they uh, were not uh, going to be vulnerable to something like this. So we'd absolutely agree with you uh, that it's going to protect us against flu, COVID, you want to avoid, as you oftentimes are so good about saying, not touching your mouth, your eyes, your nose, uh, washing your hands uh, is uh, obviously very critical with any type of soap or alcohol uh, and product. Very, very important. 